Hello, and welcome to J-Waves. I am the Corpus Christi Joker, the real Nerf Joker, and this is my official review, spoiler review, of Avengers Endgame. I do not want to waste any time because this might be a long one, so hopefully you're in for the whole entire episode. Good luck. I waited for Sunday to release this because I was giving the fans and you guys the chance to go actually see the movie before I released my review. And my opinion. I did release my number score and I did give it a 10 out of 10, which is rare. The last movie I did that for was Mad Max Fury Road. This is a movie I feel is the closest you can get to perfect uh, ever. So, fantastic job. Avengers Endgame 2019 is directed by Anthony Russo, Joe Russo, the Russo brothers. Fantastic job, by the way. Writing credits are to Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFreely, based on the comics by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, and the comic book written by Jim Starlin. And this is literally starred by everyone. I mean, we could go down the line, and I, you know what, I will. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Helmsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Don Cheadle, Paul Rudd, Benedict Cumberpatch, Chadwick Boseman, Brie Larson, Tom Harlan, Karen Gillian, Zori Saldana, Evangeline Lilly, Tessa Thompson, Rene Russo, Elizabeth Olsen, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Tom Hiddleston, and it goes on and on and on, literally. And I do want to break it down into each character. I do want to talk about it. Um, and I do also want to talk about um, my initial opinion. Um, we left the theater, and of course it was a very somber... Uh, end to an era. It was a wonderfully made movie. Um, yeah, we were just, I went with, uh, 20 people and all of us together uh, enjoyed this film very much. No one had anything negative to say. We were just all in awe of the sheer, like, enormity of, of the story and how well it all went together. And how well it all ended everything. It, it was really, really interesting. This was really a movie made for movie fans and, and comic fans and fan fans. And I was talking it over with a couple of my friends. And I'm like, if you really watched and went back and watched all the movies from Iron Man 1 to now, um, this movie really makes it worth it. Especially if it was fresh in your mind. Because we really got to relive a lot of things. Now, I do want to get into it. Like I said, this might be a long one, and I am sorry for in advance for it, but I think it deserves it. It's a three-hour movie, so there's a lot to cover. Right off the bat, um, in the beginning, and again, this is a spoiler review. I'm going to be talking spoilers. You should have seen them already by now. If you haven't, then it does not make sense how it already has made $600 million in three days. It's, 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 it's already broken every record. I'm completely in just shot. I've been watching the numbers. It's already broken. $600 million in three days. That's in three days. Never been done before. And chances are never been done or will be done again. So the beginning of the movie opens up where, and it is so fast, they decide to go attack Thanos while he's in a planet that he's created that's like Earth. And the remaining Avengers go. And it's amazing. Uh, it does not hold any punches. Um, before that happens, um, Captain Marvel goes and rescues Nebula and Tony Stark. Um, she happens to just, I guess, run into them or looking for them and goes and gets them. 
um, then Black Widow, uh, Hulk, Steve uh, Rogers, Cap, Rocket, Thor, and um, War Machine, they all go to fight Thanos, and Thor is still so angry and sore about everything else, he immediately kills Thanos in the first, like, wow. And it was jaw-droppingly epic. Uh, I still couldn't believe that that's how it opened. It was so, so smart. Then the movie cuts to five years later. Five years later, it, it, it shows how the world is dealing with the snap after the snap. And, yeah, it was a pretty rough thing to see. Um, one of the Rooster Brothers did get a cameo. And I'll let you find out who that is when you see the movie. I thought that was hilarious. And it's just like how everybody dealt with it five years after the fact. Um, Cap, you know, was trying to do his thing and um, Black Widow is still like heading up the Avengers compound looking for Hawkeye at the same time. They show Hawkeye uh, dealing with the loss of his family, which is really how the movie opens. But it was very, very unusual, um, but amazing again to start the movie off like that it reminded me a lot of how uh shazam opened up you know like in the first 20 minutes it was just like this is gonna be dark quickly you know it opened up very dark i think that was neat neat choice um five years later scott lang um ant-man escapes from the quantum realm and heads over to the avenger compound and tells them hey there's timelines there's time travel and they joke about Back to the Future, and they go, yeah, exactly that, yeah, of course. And they decide to go talk to Iron Man, which the last time I saw Iron Man, he had just been saved from space, so he looked terrible. And then now we go to Iron Man's cabin by a lake, and he looks better, and he has a daughter, and he's married to Pepper Potts. So he's created a life in those five years as to where everyone else kind of stayed, I guess, the same. Which is an interesting uh, story arc. You know, what's hard for me to explain is like there's so much happening in this movie. And it's, it is so much. But the, the Rooster Brothers and the screenwriters did something that I honestly have never ever seen before. Is they put so much into a movie. And yet it still made sense. It was perfectly done. Perfectly timed. Good pacing. I wasn't like overwhelmed or underwhelmed. It was just like, how is this possible? Because this is actually perfect. Like, I still can't believe that it happened the way it happened. Um, you know, they tried to talk Iron Man into helping him figure out the time travel thing. And he says no right away because he says no. But Iron Man being Iron Man and he never stops, you know, losing focus he starts to tinker with the idea and within maybe an hour of tinkering Iron Man figures out time travel and he literally sits back in his chair and says um I figured it out I figured out time travel and he then he goes to the Avengers compound and tells him hey I figured it out and it's possible what's the plan they devise a plan to go get the stones before Thanos even has a chance to get them. So they go to like um, Avengers 1 um, in New York. They go to uh, 
Asgard. They go to deep space. Uh, they go to Vormir. Um, and they and they go to get the stones. You know, it's it's quite it's quite amazing because that's the part where I'm saying that if you went back and watched any of those movies, going back and visiting these areas are those movies. You know, Thor. Uh, Dark World is literally where they end up when Jane Foster's in the Asgardian temple and he sees his mom, Rene Russo, and Thor gets to have closure. Um, so I think that was very awesome. And that's a really good word, closure, because a lot of this is closure for majority of all the characters. Um, and I love that. I love that they had very interesting closure as far as Every character, especially the ones that started the series, is pretty neat. Um, I guess the hardest part of it all was uh, when everybody splits up into teams, which creates interesting uh, team-ups. Um, Tony Stark, uh, Captain America go together to get the uh, Ant-Man, go get the stones from the Avengers 1 New York fight scene, um, Rocket Raccoon and Thor go get the stone from Asgard. War Machine and Gamora go to Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I can't remember where it was, what the name of that place was at. Um, and they all have to work together to get the stones. Um, they send Hawkeye and Black Widow to Voromir. To go get the Soul Stone from Red Skull. So I knew right there that one of those two characters was not going to make it back. And I had put a pretty good idea that it was going to be Hawkeye. And I was definitely wrong about that. That was a shock. Um, I was very shocked that Black Widow uh, sacrificed herself. Especially knowing that she was going to have a movie coming out. And now knowing that this is the character that she's become to do this for everyone sacrifice i'm very interested now in the movie and seeing what like where did this happen how did she start everything like it was just it was a great way of us going wow okay now i want to know i wanted to know already but now i really want to know everything about her because clearly she's more hero than we than we expected um clinton barton a uh, hawkeye was Ronan for a minute because he after the loss of his family he kind of went crazy and became like a vigilante kind of and was just going around killing gangs in Japan for some reason so when she went to go get him he says I've done some bad things and then they talk about it again in Vormir she's like he says it should be me to commit to to give my life over for the soul stone and and she's like well you never judge me on all the bad things I've done so it should be me. And then they literally fight each other to see who would sacrifice themselves. And uh, Black Widow won, kind of. So I thought that was very, very interesting. Because um, Hawkeye comes back with a soul stone. And they all come back with a stone. They all come back with... They all have their mission accomplished. Um, when Captain America and Iron Man go... Um, at first they fail. But then Cap and... Iron Man decide to go back to like the 1970s and steal two things. They need more Pym particles so they can do more time traveling. And um, they're going to get the 
the Tesseract from a secret army facility. And Iron Man happens to run into his father uh, there. Um, huh. And uh, Mr. Stark and Iron Man, the other Mr. Stark, have a really nice, again, heart-to-heart. -heart. Again, closure. Because um, Iron Man's father tells him he's expecting a son. And it, we all know that it's going to be Iron Man. And um, they have a really interesting conversation. And we get to watch this. While this is happening, Cap is sneaking around trying to get the Pym Particles. And he runs into Peggy Carter. And he sees what my prediction was in my last... Um, before we saw Avengers. He sees Peggy and thinks... I know he thought for, for, for 100% that, wow, it's possible if I want to, I could come back to Peggy. I know he thought that I could see that. And that was awesome. That's probably the first time I really got teary-eyed was that moment right there. Regret is one of the hardest things to ever get over. And when you can see that you can correct regret, that's pretty that's pretty powerful stuff. So time traveling is a uh, is pretty amazing. Um, as the story goes on, Iron Man and his father have a moment, and then they come back and they have all the stones. Um, while War Machine and Nebula are in, in Guardians of the Galaxy 1, uh, they get their stone, the Space Stone. And, uh, no, wait, they're not getting the Space Stone. They are getting the... I don't remember. I can't remember which stone they're getting. Maybe the Reality Stone? I can't remember. The Power Stone. They're getting the Power Stone. They're getting the Purple Stone. They're getting the Power Stone. For some reason, Nebula connects with her old nebula self and the old nebula self is with thanos and gamora on the ship and i guess through wi-fi or something she transmits all of present day gamora's memories and they watch them um ma is there and he hacks into her head and they watch everything and thanos comes up with this idea to put the 2014 Nebula into the new Nebula, our present-day Nebula, and send her back in her place. So they they get her, and they capture her, and they send back 2014 Nebula to present-day. While she comes back, the Avengers, again, they have all the stones. They go put it in a Iron Man-made gauntlet, and all fight over on who's going to put it on and correct what was wrong. Five years ago, when Thanos did the snap, he erased 50% of all living beings in every universe known to man. So they were going to correct that, and they decide to let the Hulk do it. The Hulk is now both Bruce Banner and Hulk, and like the comics, he is the brains of Bruce Banner, brawn of Hulk, and their minds are together. And they, he says, you know, I'm the strongest one and I can do it. You saw what it did to Thanos when he did the snap. And uh, I'm the only one that can take it. So he puts on the gauntlet and does the snap. As that's happening, past Nebula, 2014 Nebula, is bringing in Thanos and his Gargantia ship, his huge ship, through the portal, the time travel portal. So... It's like it's like one of the greatest like parallels I've ever seen. 
the snap happening as well as the ship coming into dock right above Avengers compound. So the snap happens and right away Hawkeye's phone rings and um, Ant-Man's staring out the window and birds and stuff are like coming out of nowhere and Hawkeye's phone rings and it's his wife who had originally been dusted by the snap which was what drove him crazy to become Ronin so we knew that the snap worked because she was like where are you you're not at the picnic they completely went back to where she was not really understanding what happened because she wasn't with Doctor Strange like the rest of the heroes were that got dusted so we then turn back to Ant-Man looking out and he sees um <laughs> he sees a ship and the ship literally drops um a hailstorm of bombs onto the adventure compound blowing up everything creating this huge crater of uh, destruction not death but destruction and everybody gets separated all the avengers that were there rocket hulk ant-man hawkeye iron man captain america thor they all got separated in the huge explosion everybody flew everywhere it was amazing and um yeah thanos comes out and tells gamora i will sit here and you go get me the gauntlet they've already collected the stones they've done my job you go get it so she goes to look for it at the same time iron man thor and captain america come out of the compound all beat up and wrecked and they face off against thanos which is a glorious fight scene and I am I this is a spoiler review, but I am gonna leave a lot of things out. That way when you see the movie you still have the if you haven't seen it. I'm surprised if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, but if you have seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't seen it, then we'll get into that later. So as they fight Thanos, some things happen and um it comes down to it where Hulk and Rocket and War Machine are trapped underneath all this wreckage. Uh, Ant-Man is racing to get to them. Um, Hawkeye is fighting a lot of the Outlanders, trying to get the gauntlet because Hawkeye has the gauntlet. And Thor has been incapacitated. Iron Man is knocked out, and the only guy left standing is Captain America, which leads me to my favorite scene of the, of the movie and of, of everything. I, I even get a little teary-eyed thinking about it right now. As I've said before, Captain America is one of my favorite superheroes of all time. Um, it's like loved by my father. It's transmitted into me now. I absolutely love Captain America. I always have. And I think Chris Evans not only took the role so seriously, I mean, he is the complete embodiment of what Captain America is in the comics and has translated fantastically to the film. Like I've said in the past, I want to be able to show somebody a character that I love from the comics in the movies and go, this is why I love him. And this is that scene. This is it right here. Besides Winter Soldier and how amazing he was, this is the quality of what Captain America is. Alone, there, facing Thanos. And Thanos brings the Chintari, all the Outlanders, his kids. He has everybody. Because this is, this is 2014 Thanos. This is when he's like the strongest possible ever without the gauntlet. And they're all staring at Cap. And he's alone with a broken shield on the battlefield, staring down 
probably the biggest dreaded moment of his entire life. Captain America stares it down, sighs for a second, and decides, you can see it in his face, let's do this. I'm going to do it. And that's the definition of Captain America. I mean, he is the ultimate soldier, and he has stared down one of the biggest armies that's ever been assembled on Earth, and he still did not back down. He still was going to do it alone, regardless of whatever happens. That is my favorite moment. Right as he decides this to happen, when the Hulk snapped, a lot of things had to happen in order for everything to work out the way it did. There might have been a 20-minute time limit, or a 20-minute time that passed 15 to 20 minutes. Everybody came back after the Hulk snapped. So when he snapped, Doctor Strange then in turn had to find where everyone was to bring him to Captain America. So that took 15 minutes. So good job, Doctor Strange, because I love Doctor Strange. As Cap is staring down this army ready to take on a million people, he hears a transmission in his ear. And it says, on your left. And it literally is Falcon driving through one of Doctor Strange's portals. It is one of the greatest moments I've ever seen on cinematic history. Um, I don't think I've ever smiled that big. I don't think I've ever yelled that much in my life. As Cap turns, not just one portal opens, every portal opens. All the portals open, and in comes everyone. In comes everybody. Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Wasp, all of the Black Panthers, Wakanda Army, Black Panther, everyone. They, they all show up. They all come out. And they're all standing with Captain America. Then Ant-Man finally makes it to Thor, Rocket Raccoon, and War Machine. And becomes Giant Man. And gets them all out. And now it's everyone. They're all there. Doctor Strange. Everybody. So they line up. Cap is so happy, of course. Thanos is not phased, but he's shocked that this this came out of nowhere there's so many portals coming through they zoom in of course to captain america who's the leader and he says avengers assemble and they charge full force towards thanos as thanos army charges them and it's one of the largest battles i've ever seen in my entire life now i'm going to cut right there for a second we were all cheering and, and, and yelling and some were crying and some were everything. And my sister was pretty emotional for like the last half of the movie, which is an hour and a half. Um, and later she told me, which I think is something amazing, was the reason why she said she was crying was because that image of all of those heroes fighting all of those villains, she tells me, John, that was your room, that was your mind as a child like coming to life and she says she remembers me playing with the toys and having that kind of an epic battle in my bedroom as a child playing with everything you know I had I had Marvel I had DC I had He-Man I had Transformers I had G.I. Joe's I had Star Wars I had everything and I would always love to have epic battles and she's absolutely right that moment um and me feeling the moment of the of the story I totally felt that and I told her jokingly, I said, man, if He-Man or Skeletor had come out of a portal, and I know it's impossible, 
I literally would have jumped out of my seat through probably through the screen because I was already so excited already. Back to the movie. Epic battle scene. Everybody's teaming up. All kinds of craziness is happening. You know, when Spider-Man comes out, of course, him and Iron Man have a beautiful moment. It's a fantastic moment. And again, Scarlet Witch versus Thanos. Beautiful to watch because she's so angry. He took he took Vision because Vision did not return because he literally is dead for real. And uh, I'm pretty sure he'll come back now that Shuri's back, I'm hoping. Thanos says, do Hellfire or something like that. And they decide to open all the guns up onto his own people and onto the Avengers. As this is happening, the guns are shooting down maybe five or six bullets. The guns start shooting straight towards into the clouds. And he's like, where are they shooting at? They go, something entered Earth's atmosphere at a high velocity. Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, comes in, destroys the ship, shows her quality again. Fantastic job. Really has a moment. Her moment. It was so cool. And it was an all-out battle. She attacks Thanos. Thanos attacks them. It's fantastic. Um, the gauntlet is getting is, is trying to make it to the to a van where they have the quantum realm and they're trying to put the gauntlet in there to get it out of the out of any way of, of Thanos getting it. And Ant Man or Wasp are in the van trying to start it up and get it. So they give it to Spider-Man, and they give it to Black Panther, and then they give it to Captain Marvel to take it. Well, before she can make it there, Thanos, of course, grabs the gauntlet, takes out the Power Stone, and uses the Power Stone to punch Captain Marvel into oblivion, and he puts on the gauntlet. But Iron Man's there to stop him. Stops him, stops him, stops him. Because Iron Man designed the glove, he knew how to get all the stones out immediately, so when Thanos tries to use it, the, the gauntlet has no stones. When Thanos puts his focus back onto Iron Man, Iron Man now has the stones in his gloves. And he says, I am Iron Man. And then he does the snap, erasing all of Thanos' army and Thanos himself. And also sacrificing himself. Very huge shock. Uh, when Iron Man fell... Uh, Pepper Potts is there. She was in her rescue Iron Man suit. Spider-Man was there. And they both consoled Tony Stark, Iron Man, until he died. One of the things that Pepper Potts tells him, which I thought was so appropriate, was, Tony, now you can rest. Because she knew that even though they the snap happened and they might have turned back time and this, that, whatever, because of the nightmares he had from all the things that he saw from cosmic knowledge, he would never rest. And the only way that Tony Stark could rest in the cinematic universe was if he, if he died. What a fitting ending for a fantastic actor and hero. It was wonderful to watch. So he passes on, and they win. They corrected a wrong happening five years ago, and they won. They had figured out... In order for the timelines to continue on and go back to normal, they had to return all the stones back to where they got them from. Everyone needed it back. So, of course, who better to return them but the most super soldier of them all, Captain America. Now, I think a couple of things happened when Captain America went back because he had to return the stone to the one from 
uh, from Doctor Strange. And I'm pretty sure she talked to him and said, "You need to. You've corrected a lot of, a lot of rights." Tilda Swinton plays the Ancient One, by the way. But one of the rights that you really need to correct is your life, because it was taken from you, from one of the stones, you know, from Red Skull and the Tesseract. So I'm pretty sure she'd be the one to talk him into not going back to present day, and to live a life that he lost. So many years ago, sacrificing himself to save the world. So, when the heroes are waiting for him, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Hulk said he'll be back in 10 seconds. But he'll take care of everything in those 10 seconds. Um, he doesn't come back. And they look off to the right, and there's a bench there. And there's a man sitting there, an old man, very old, in his 80s maybe. With the silhouette of Captain America. And Falcon goes over to him and talks to him. And it is. It's Captain America. And Falcon not shocked at all. And neither was Winter Soldier. Because right when Captain America got on the platform. Winter Soldier said. I'll miss you. I think he knew. He he had to have known. I knew. I knew that that was Captain America's. And that was the only way they could have written him out. And yeah. He explains that when he went back. He righted a wrong. And they show him. Slow dancing with Peggy Carter in a beautiful home together. Writing and yet another wrong. Closure. Beautiful closure. Wonderful closure. And it wasn't... You can't blame him for that. I mean, that was his only regret. In Age of Ultron, whenever everybody got mystified by Scarlet Witch, they all showed what the regrets were. And that's that was Captain America's greatest regret. He didn't get to dance with Peggy. He didn't get to have the life that he didn't have with Peggy. So he went back and fixed that. I think that's so awesome. Such a great way to end Captain America's run. That's so beautiful. He passes then on to Sam Wilson, Falcon, Anthony Mackie's character. He gives him the shield, the Captain America shield, and says, you carry this now. You carry the mantle. And I think that's so cool because, you know, they've already dis- they've already announced Disney Plus is going to have the Winter Soldier Falcon show or Falcon Winter Soldier show. So I can't wait to see... If they change the name or if he's going to be Captain America or what. So I think that's so cool. So that's basically the whole story. I I left some things out so there's still some surprises. There's still some fun for you to have. I mean definitely I think this movie has the most rewatchability that I've seen in a long time. I can't wait to see it again. I know it's three hours long but again everything happened for a reason. Everything has a payoff throughout the whole entire movie and it is spectacular such a great job by the Russo brothers to, to I can't even imagine I mean I write a lot I write a lot I can't even imagine how this was written and structured I, I cannot wait to see if they show like how they did it and and how they came up with the storyline and how they made it flow so great it is absolutely amazing as far as performances everyone poured their heart and soul into these characters um you know chris evans as cap like then unbelievable iron man robert downey jr i mean unbelievable well we may never ever get this kind of a movie or i should say luck again ever because we got lucky for a couple of things one and it sounds crazy but it's true because it's happened in other in other movies but all these guys stayed alive through this whole entire process this 10 years they Nothing happened to any of the actors of this, and that's fantastic, you know. 
the the contracts all worked out perfect. The money was good for them. They stayed for everything. A lot of times, Batman <coughs> Batman movies, <clears throat> they have to recast because there's disagreements between the directors and the actors and the writers and the and the and the industry with the people, but not with these. Like this, is so crazy to me that everybody stuck with it to the end, and and that that may never happen again. Yes, they did recast Hulk, but that was still before we even knew that there was going to be 10 years after the fact. You know what I mean? Yes, they recasted um, War Machine, Don Cheadle. But again, still, that was Iron Man 2. That's so early on that did not have the same impact as to where they had to recast like a main character. Like if you recast Batman in Batman Forever, that changes the landscape of a lot of things because that's not even close to what we were used to. Now, if it had been Michael Keaton for 10 movies for 10 years or 22 movies, you know, that would be amazing. It's the same equivalent to how Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, you know, these guys stuck with it. They stayed these characters and that is amazing. May never happen again. It's And also the way the directors handled everything may never happen again. Good storytelling like this. It's amazing. I just can't believe it. I mean, it's a it's a testament on why in the movie's making so much money because I know I know five people right now in in my group that bought tickets for Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday tomorrow. Like they have, they knew they were gonna love it. They knew they needed to see it more than once, and you know it's amazing. Um, as far as like my opinion, I keep bringing up. I just went through the whole storyline, but my opinion on everything is it's it's the best I've seen. Again, I have been doing this a long time. I really do take movies very seriously. So when I see something that is um, perfect, and I say perfect in the way of, like, this is the only way I think it ends. This is the only way that every storyline and hint that they gave us could end its perfection. Because Iron Man going out the way he did, wonderful. Uh, Captain America going out the way he did, wonderful. Scarlet Witch going out the way she did, finally, wonderful. It was it was amazing. Um, one thing I want to touch on that I didn't touch on is Thor. Thor, again, he is so funny. I just can't believe that he's that funny, Chris Helmsworth. But when you think, like, you know, what else could they do with Thor? They've already made him cool. Then Ragnarok comes out and he's funny cool. He's tough. From Avengers Infinity War, we see how amazing he was when he does the amazing lightning jump and beats up Thanos pretty good. So what do they do? They complete flip the script, and he's chubby, and he's fat, and he's drunk, and he's nuts. And if you read the comics, you know that the older Thor gets, the tougher Thor gets. So him being like that, it doesn't even matter because he's older now. So that means he's stronger. If he gets into Odin's age, he's omnipotent. Like, he cannot be beat. So I thought that was so cool that he was big and strong. And, oh, I just absolutely loved it. Um, one scene that I didn't touch on, but I'm going to touch on now, is whenever he goes back to Asgard to get the stone out of Jane Foster with the help of Rocket Raccoon, he brings back Mjolnir, his original hammer before Stormbreaker, and he's like, oh, I am worthy. So whenever he goes into battle against Thanos, he has Stormbreaker and Mjarmir in hand. So whenever he fights Thanos, 
Thanos knocks the hammers out of his hands and then uses Stormbreaker to start stabbing into Thor's chest, and I thought for sure he was a goner. They cut over to the right, and you see Thor's hammer being lifted up. And then it is thrown literally at uh, Thanos, and you see it retract back to Captain America. That is like one of the most epic scenes I've ever seen. Shot, done, everything. Because Cap's running now, spinning uh, Mjormir's, Thor's original hammer, with his shield in hand. And he fights Thanos, t like, tooth and nail. Amazing. You know, everybody freaked out. It was amazing. I love watching the reaction videos on YouTube. It's so beautiful. So he fights him. And uh, as he's fighting him, Thor literally yells out, I knew it! I knew it! Like, he knew. We all knew. We knew from Age of Ultron when it moved. That Cap can pick it up. And that's also straight from the comics. Great job, screenwriters. Like, he is one of the few guys that can do it. And the other person that can do it that they that I can remember is Wonder Woman. So I think that's very interesting. When they had the Alan Gam series, DC versus Marvel, Wonder Woman could pick up his hammer. I thought that was cool. She's worthy, just like Cap and Thor. So I thought that was really, really cool. And that's what the movie had was like a lot of like yes moments. A lot of like wow, you know. Uh, I do want to talk about Mark Ruffalo, him doing the Bruce Banner slash Hulk mashup. Great job. Great CGI. It was amazing. It was like, well, I don't even know what I'm watching. It was so unusual that I was uncomfortable watching him in the diner when he's with the kids and talking and stuff. Like, my mind couldn't register what was happening. It was really well done, but a little disturbing. I'm not really sure if I liked how he looked, but I got used to the idea as it went on, you know, when he started messing around with the time and making his jokes, and there's a part where Ant-Man's eating a taco, and Rocket and Gamora come landing with the, um, not the Milano, but it's called the, um, I can't remember, but the, the, the ex-Milano ship, um, it blows all of, um, Scott Lang's, Ant-Man's taco out of his taco, like his taco meat and <laughs> lettuce and cheese, and then Big Hulk comes out and gives him two more tacos, because he's nice now, and calm, and not a rage monster like he was before. So I thought that was really funny. Um, it was just crazy. You know, for the last... So I saw this Thursday night um, at 7 o'clock at our beautiful theater, Alamo Draft House. Shout out. And um, from Thursday until today, when I did this review right now, the podcast, I've just been going over it in my head because it is, I literally memorized everything from when I watched it to right now. It is one of those movies that's an instant classic, and as far as I'm concerned, it is committed to memory on a whole different kind of level. Like the level of Lord of the Rings and um, Mad Max Fury Road, I memorized every bit of those movies because it impacted me, and I really, really, really enjoy those movies, so I memorized every bit of it. I know all of it. I'm very... <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about certain scenes but 100% for sure is the the quality and value of, of Captain America as the ultimate soldier staring down Thanos's army that is probably one of the most epic uh, most amazing scenes I've ever seen cinematically and also I just I cannot stop thinking about that it's just driving me nuts I need to I, I really need to see it again and like it's 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 completely seared into my brain I just absolutely loved it so much and then it was the end if you stayed for the end credits you'll hear 
Iron Man clanging away, making the Mach 1 suit in the cave that he did so many years ago. And now when you watch Iron Man, because I just watched Iron Man recently, like two, three hours ago, <laughs> um, it takes on a different meaning because he wasn't that man in Iron Man 1. That Tony Stark would not have put on the gauntlet and snapped away Thanos' army. I think it's very interesting how far he's come and how much he gave. Um, at the end of the movie, they have Tony Stark's funeral, and um, his daughter is there, and she's really sweet. And um, Lucky is there, played by Jon Favreau. And I thought that was really sweet. It was really interesting to see, like, this could be the future, or who knows how it's going to go, you know? It's, I don't really know. The future of Marvel is going to be something I'm really interested in. I really want to see um, where they go from here because this is this was interesting. I've never had this kind of a thing before where it, like it was a real finale. No more Black Widow. No more Captain America. No more Iron Man. No more Full Avengers. No more Original Avengers. Hulk is injured. You know, it's like, wow. Where are they going to go from here? And the best part about it is that we're going to get to see where they go from here because they have a very interesting plan for Phase 4, which I'm so excited for. And it all starts with Spider-Man Far, Far From Home, which I can't wait. So, that is my spoiler review, spoiler conversation. Um, like I said, I did give the movie a 10 out of 10 because I can't see it being done any other way. All the predictions that I made on the conversation about this movie with David Fuentes, um, a lot of the ones that I said happened. I knew Cap was going to go back to Peggy. We knew a lot of things were going to happen, but I did think that Captain America was going to die. So that that's primarily why I was tearing up at the end, because I was so happy that Captain America did not die. So I was very happy about that. Unfortunately, Iron Man did, but it was really... It was really awesome to see him go back and dancing with Peggy. So on that note, I thank you so much for listening to my long podcast, but this was a three-hour movie and it was a lot to explain. I would love to talk to you guys. If you saw it, let's have a conversation. I want to know if you liked it, if you didn't like it, what you didn't like, and everything else. Um, anywhere I post this, please, let's have a just comment and let me know what you guys thought about the movie and keep it relevant to the movie and no spoilers. And if you do put spoilers... Put spoilers first, and then space, 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 space. A lot of spaces, and then write down what you want. Or private message me and tell me, hey, this is what I think. Because I want to make it pretty predominantly known that this is a spoiler podcast. That way no one listens to it and goes, oh. But <clears throat> one thing I'll say at the end, um, Rooster Brothers, thank you so much for such a fantastic movie. This was a true joy to watch it, not only as a fan, but as a critic. And as a very hard critic on movies, uh, it was a joy to watch something made so complex and yet done so simply in a way to where I left the theater happier than I've ever been, ever. So thank you so much for that. Cast and crew, Avengers, Marvel, thanks for the last 10 years. We've had our ups and downs. You know, some movies were terrible, some were great. But it ended on a fantastic note, and I cannot wait to see what is planned for the future. All right. Marvel Avengers Endgame. 10 out of 10. 
go check it out if you haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, go watch it a hundred more times so it can make a billion dollars in five days, which I think it's going to do. <laughs> right now, the total is at $643 million worldwide. So congratulations on that. Let's see what it ends up tomorrow at 12 o'clock noon. We'll get the full total of complete weekend money. So I'm interested to see what that happens tomorrow. Other than that, don't forget to check out my Facebook, Corpus Christi Joker Facebook, my Instagram, The Real Nerf Joker on Instagram. And thanks for riding the waves, J Waves, with me, Corpus Christi Joker. Much love. And again, thank you so much, Marvel. Thank you so much, Avengers, cast and crew. Much love. I'll see you again soon.